Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Are you sitting comfortably? Then let us begin. This is Man on the Post. Extra time. Hello, good evening and welcome to this week's Man on the Post Extra Time. My name's Chris. Uh, with me I've got Emma. Hi. I've got Mark. Hello. And from the Sunday show I've got producer Ross. On loan for a week through this week's transfer window. <laughs> yeah, it's an international week so I've, uh, we're not doing a podcast this week because no one cares. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Well, last week... Apart from Colin, who's going to talk into the void on his own. Frank Lampard and um, all four two. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as he retired, that was it. His interest is gone. <laughs> So we're going to be talking a little bit about the transfer window, who's uh, won, who's lost, um, which fans will probably be the happiest. Talk a little bit about the England game last night, Germany, Argentina, we might talk a little bit about and also going to talk about next week's European qualifying fixtures. So uh, chronologically, I suppose it's only fair we start with the transfer window. Anybody surprised at any particular moves or a shrewd move or a silly move? Man United not signing a defender. Could be an issue. Yeah, I think that could come up. Well, apart from Rocco, I suppose they got, but that's not enough really to place Fernand and um, Vidic, is it? And Evra as well. Yeah, exactly. One to replace three doesn't quite work. No, I don't think so at all, especially with the system he wants to play. I mean, I tweeted that the other day. It's like uh, mid 90s Newcastle with Kevin Keegan. Falcao <laughs> could be their Fastino Espria. <laughs> I can't wait for that. <laughs> but it does seem, I mean, he complained when he first came in, didn't he, about an overbalanced squad? Um, and he doesn't seem to have done an awful lot to rectify that, apart from Shaw and, and Rocco. And he just seems to have gone nuts spending up front, doesn't he? What's interesting for Van Gaal is you'd expect that he, being the big character and the big name he is, that he'd be in total control. But is he really? Are they just buying people who they can get? You know, Di Maria, uh, Valcao, Rocco. They're obviously people... Luke Shaw came in before... He went there, and obviously he probably had no say whatsoever in that. Are they just buying the, the big-name signings who were available and not really buying the players that he actually wants, except maybe Daily Blind? I think that's right. I think the, the, the Falcao one especially strikes me as very much like Arsenal signing Ozil last season. Like He's a big-time player. We don't really need him, but we can get him, so why not? Yeah, I, I, I'm not convinced that um, that he's in as much control as you know we might be led to believe. Certainly, as Ferguson ever had. But considering his ego, can you honestly see him being cowed by um, Edward Wood? Yeah, no, <laughs> or the Glazers? I mean, to be fair to the Glazers, the one of the criticism United fans have had, or one of the many criticisms they've had, is uh, of the Glazers that they've never been backed in the transfer market. They've always sort of they spent eighteen million on Young, and you know they've been sort of there or thereabouts, but not in the stratospheric spending like City and Chelsea. And now all of a sudden they are. I think they've taken the they've taken the gamble based on the the big panic um, that they didn't make the Champions League this year. 
it's a very expensively assembled squad they have there. People forget Ferdinand was thirty million, and obviously he's gone now. But they they, they they've spent money before. Yeah, Rooney was twenty seven or something, wasn't he? Um, twenty five on or twenty four on Van Persie. You know. Yeah, it's it's a lot of money you spent on like players that they have not really reached their full potential. I don't think Rooney had that one good season with Ronaldo, but. Well, people tend to forget that a little bit, don't they? they um, especially United fans, they're, much, they're very easy and quick to point out the fact that Chelsea spent a lot and City has spent a lot recently, whereas they've sort of kept it real and not sold out, as it were. Um, but they mm. have assembled some very expensive players in the past, and now they've got it now. They can't exactly accuse others of it. They did I fix think... Arsenal for Welbeck, though. Sorry? They did fleece Arsenal in the Welbeck. Well, deal. yeah, when they could have got Remy for 10. 16 million. <laughs> Good Lord. What must Victor Andy Chibi be worth <laughs> if Welbeck's worth 16 million quid? Well, Palace got Andy Johnson on a free transfer. Bargain. <laughs> How many goals do you reckon Welbeck could score this season? Four. Four. Is that, <laughs> that's being generous. pushing it, is it? <laughs> is that including any he's already got for United? <laughs> has he got any this season? Has he played yet? I, I don't think he has, has he? I think no. he's, uh, he's been bench warming. Um, but, you know, is it realistic sort of 10 dozen or so? Or. Has he got to settle in? I was serious with four. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't rate Danny Welbeck at all. I don't know. I'm no, he, that England squad. He's a he's a good he's a good worker, um, but it, his composure in the box when he has got a chance, I think, is pretty wayward. Um, I would be surprised if he got double figures, even in a side like Arsenal that create a lot of chances. So did United, and he didn't bang a load of goals in there either. Well, no, I'm the same. I'm surprised by Danny Welbeck when you. When Giroud's injured, you don't expect them to go to someone like Welbeck, but I didn't see it come in. Um, there's no one I'm particularly surprised with. I think there's... Hull did well. Some, yeah, Ben Arthur is a great signing for them, but it, when you're all like watching it on TV and the fans are all going mad and things, and you just sort of... seems to be a bit built up, maybe, rather than what he could actually produce. You mean waving big purple dildos around on TV? <laughs> <laughs> sticking them in people's ears it's where it had been before that you really want to worry about <laughs> waving sex dolls around if you're hanging around outside the ground you need to evaluate your life I think a little bit definitely it, does, it shows you know the prime people from the town doesn't it mm. Chris you must be shocked at Sandro I know out. I was very pleased with that I was pleased with two things on that I was pleased with um the fact that we could attract someone like Sandro, but I was pleased we also turned down Barini because of his wages. Because, yeah, yes. one of the big, obviously big problems we had a couple of years ago was um, we signed these players on big reputations, on big wages, and it could have easily ended in financial oblivion for us. But I think the fact that we turned down Barini shows that maybe we learned some lessons. And I think Sandro is a good signing as well. He's um, he's been pretty solid for us there, I think. I think he's an excellent player. He is, definitely. Adam is furious that he's now playing for QPR. <laughs> <laughs> good. Anything that, anything that upsets Adam is a good thing. <laughs> I like the um, the move of uh, Mickey Richards to Fiorentina. Yeah, that's going to be good for him, isn't it? I'm mm. often if a... I'm often amazed why more players don't move abroad, particularly to the states, because it must be a fantastic lifestyle and you must earn good money. Well, you hear Ashley Cole banging on about saying, oh, I've, I've made the move, why don't more English players do it? You're 34, Ashley, <laughs> you've got all the money in the world. <laughs> you hardly made this in the prime of your career. Why does he still wear A. Cole on the back of his shirt, as if there's somebody else called Cole <laughs> playing for Roma? <laughs> Joe, 
And I think we're I think we're all long past getting them confused with Joe Cole yeah. <laughs> or Andy Cole. Yeah. Yeah. Andrew Cole. Andrew Cole. Sorry. Carlton Cole. There's a lot of Coles around, isn't there? <laughs> if you do think maybe maybe there is one there. Hold did like I say Hull did good business though. Mohamed Diami. Uh, Gaston Ramirez. Yeah, Gaston Ramirez is a good signing. He's a really good player. I do like him. Mm. Did you see Leeds uh, trolling their own fans on Twitter? What did they do? Half an hour ago, the official account tweeted, don't go to bed yet, big news uh, or big things happening. And then we proceeded to sell Matt Smith and Dominic Polian in the next half an hour. (laughs) 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 they They were right. People were very unhappy. Yeah, exactly. I pointed this out to people that no one actually said... The, the account never actually said we're signing anyone. They just said big things are happening. Yeah. Going back to Welbeck and United, there's not an awful lot of homegrown players left there. Um, Mike Phelan reckons something has uh, gone from the club. Beckham's saying that it's sad that Danny Welbeck has left. Is he right? United have always prided themselves on bringing through uh, youth players and homegrown players. I think he is. As you look at that squad, like you say, a lot of, a lot of them brought in. Mm. I mean, they're, they're forced to play Tyler Blackett, I think, at the minute. They wouldn't do that if they had more options available. No, I don't think they would. I mean, Janice is probably the only one you could justify getting in that team that um, they kind of brought through. Hmm. But it's not he, uh, he's not an English kid as well, which, you know, even if he comes through the the youth ranks there, I, always, uh, I never feel the same way about that development of a player if they're not homegrown as in they're from the British Isles I know Arsenal tried for many many years didn't they to bring the likes of Alex Song and all these sorts of players through Fabregas etc great players that they might have turned out to be but you never quite feel the same way about them if they're not British I, I think anyway well, nice I had his chance to be British but he missed out yeah. <laughs> impatience <laughs> yeah he'll be regretting that Belgian move yeah. youth of today he won it all I think all these, just going back to Man United very quickly, it's getting increasingly more more um, likely, I think, that Matter's going to get forced out of Man United as well as he was at Chelsea. Because I don't think he's going to be first choice now. No, where do you play him? If all, all the players are fit. Exactly. Well, we, tr- we tried doing a starting 11 at work for United, and we just couldn't see any of it at all. We've obviously got De Gea in goal. We'll have um, Rocco, Evans and Jones at the back. I should imagine. Yeah. Um, up front, you would probably have Van Persie and Falcao. You'd have really drop into midfield. But then, where do you fit the other people? Someone's going to miss out, aren't they? Like you say, it could be Mata, could be Herrera. Yeah. I think it, I think it'd be I think it'd be Mata because you wouldn't play. I, I mean, I've not seen a, whole, a hell of a lot about uh, of, of this Herrera, but he's he's probably more one of these holding type midfielders that they need. Matter isn't, and he certainly isn't going to put the graft in to get around the field. That's not what he does. So, you, you know, you can see Rooney taking his position of the number 10 or just behind the striker, the strikers. Um, and where does he go? He didn't, it didn't work for him when he was on the wing. I don't, I don't, you know, they might play Di Maria on the wing, they might play him inside, but you know, I would, I'd be a little bit worried if I was, well, I'm sure he'll find another place, but I'd be worried for his place at Manchester United if I was mm. in. Where would you think he would go after Chelsea and United? Liverpool. Good question. Yeah, we'll have him. They love their scraps and the big rounds. We'll have him. <laughs> they wouldn't even sell as their left back. Gabriel Ainsler a few years ago. They're not going to sell as their star midfielder. <laughs> <laughs> I think he'd go back to Spain, couldn't he? Quite easily. Oh, he's number 10 to go to Arsenal, wouldn't he? They'd love collecting them. 
<laughs> They'd ruin him. <laughs> Stick him like left. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Uh, with the, I suppose the big transfer news is yet to happen, isn't it? Ronaldinho to Basingstoke. Yes. Mm. I love this. <laughs> well, I mean, we should go and see that if it happens. We're, we're on the south coast, aren't we? We should go and see Basingstoke Town. With I think they would definitely make the trip up if they uh, pulled it off. Only if we get some free mushrooms, though, on entry. Yeah, <laughs> what's all that about? <laughs> I didn't get offered any free mushrooms to go watch my team play. I feel a bit let down. <laughs> is there a mushroom sponsor, is there? I wasn't sure why they were offering it, just a free pennant of mushrooms for everyone that comes to the home game. Isn't there a new Tesco that's being built in the car park at Fratton Park, though? <laughs> yeah, but I don't think they'll give us free mushrooms. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> I'll suggest it next time they have a fan forum. <laughs> and Peter Reid's off to manage in the Indian Premier League as well. Not the cricket, the football. <laughs> it couldn't do a whole lot worse, could he? Have you seen this? This is starting October, isn't it? And each um, Indian uh, team has got a marquee player. Del Piero is there. David Trezeguet is there. Ian Hume is there. He could probably board... he could... Oh, he's a good player. He could warn the holders over Del Piero, couldn't he? Michael <laughs> Chopper is out there and has now said he wants to play for India. Of course he does. He loves a bit of gambling. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be a fun bit of fun, isn't it? Is it? It well, makes me sad. It's they're, they're trying to. It's something like the old NASL, isn't it, from the seventies in the United mm. States? That's it's going to be like that, but with you know probably even less success, long-term <laughs> success. Fair enough. Okay, uh, so that's the transfer window uh, wrapped up with. Next, we move on to the internationals. Now, this was always going to be built up as uh, sort of the England players' repentance or uh, repentance after the World Cup. Did they satisfy you? They said sorry enough. One nil to Norway with a penalty. <laughs> no. no, you want, Ro- you want Rooney flagellating himself in the middle of the pitch. He's now overtaken Michael Owen as the fourth England's highest goal scorer. Jimmy Greaves is next, isn't he? Yeah. yeah, it'll be absolute scandal if he gets the top. If he gets ahead of Bobby Charlton, Ugh. yeah, Bobby, yeah, Bobby Charlton and Gary Lineker taken over by Wayne yeah. Rooney, and then we'll be told he's had a great England career. That <laughs> <laughs> was his forty-first England goal in what ninety? Is it ninety-five caps? Yeah, that that on that surface of it, that's not that bad, really. No, no, it's close on close on one in two, you know. Mm. But Gary Lineker did it in. He did what was it? 40, something like forty-eight and eighty. Yeah, tells you something. And Bobby Charlton did it from midfield. Yeah. In just over a hundred, got forty-nine. So it's not that impressive. Well, J- James yeah. Milner got his 49th cap last night. And I think they said on ITV he'd overtaken people like um, Jeff Hurst. Yeah. Do you know what? One of the most surprising statistics I, I it never failed to amaze me is that Phil Neville's got over fifty England caps. But they count as substitute appearances, don't they? Where, where? Yeah, but where? Where did they happen? Even as a substitute, you've got to play, uh, what, what, if you play seven or eight England games a year, that's seven or eight years. Phil Neville played, never played for England for seven or eight years consecutively. He definitely played against Romania in Euro 2000. That is my wow. only recollection, that Phil Neville winning an England shirt. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so where did these 53 caps come from? Has he just been pinching them out of his brother's, <laughs> his brother's trophy cabinet? She's the talented one in the family. She, she's a... International Netball player, I've heard, he? I've heard his dad likes pinching things, but that's a different story. <laughs> Allegedly. Has he been found guilty? Or has he... 
no, no, no. He, he, he was innocent, yes. And it, I, I, take it, I take it back, Mr. Yeah. Neville. Neville. <laughs> if, if you're listening, we're very sorry. <laughs> yeah, but these, these numbers of caps, they do spring up on you, don't they? Mm. Well, everyone makes up some of the inclusions, though. I'm, I'm really happy with Delph being in there. I think he's a, a talented midfield player, but I saw a lot of people not happy that he was in the squad. I think it, I think he's he's earned a chance because I think he's he's improved quite a lot over the last year at Villa because he didn't have a great start, did he? And I know he's had quite a few injuries, but it, it's a bit worrying. I think that the likes of Delph and Colback, although I think Colback's been a very much improved player over the last twelve months as well, it's a bit worrying that that's our second choice, our second choice bunch of players. If, for instance, Henderson and Wilshire, who are our first line, which again doesn't inspire me whatsoever, that then we'd have to fall back onto them, you know, that it's kind of indicative of, of just how little we've got in our pool of talent. Well, there's Barkley when he's not injured. Well, yeah, but you, you know, you, you, you're gambling, well, you're not gambling, you, you're expecting a player who, who could be the the next Gazza in terms of how good he is and, and the style he is, but as you say, he's, he's not played 50 Premier League games yet, um, he's had a few injuries, could turn out to be as you know, more like Bamba Gascoigne than Paul Gascoigne <laughs> in the end. Um, Bamba so... Gascoigne, Emma? <laughs> no. <laughs> so I just I just think it's uh, we've we've I mean, the fact that Wayne Rooney is still getting a game up front for England and his captain, despite how poor he's been for England and for quite for quite a few years, and how you know not not really that great he's been for man united for the last two or three years that he's now the captain and first choice also is indicative of how poor we are as a nation hmm. it's very uninspiring isn't it when you see the squad list announced and it's always rooney welbeck Sturridge, lambert well lambert's obviously the new inclusion in that but it's it's hardly exciting i think it's looking forward to a for game. a friendly you'd hope to have a few young fresh-faced Sort of fresh faces in there, wouldn't you? Just to excite, because there's only forty thousand people went. Which I suppose, if you schedule a football match on the same evening as a British Bake Off, what do you expect? But um, <laughs> always not do. Yeah, exactly. But you would have got. I think you would have got more fans in if you'd put a few names that hadn't been in there before. A few exciting names, maybe. But who is there? So I would. I would personally give David Nugent a call up. I know that sounds outrageous, but. He had a fantastic season last season, and he's 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 not he's out of his depth. I don't think he has a hundred percent scoring record for England. Yes, exactly. I do want that to end, obviously as well. But <laughs> but, but he's become something of a not not a figure of fun, but in the in the bracket of Michael Ricketts, for yeah. example. But you know, he's kind of earned himself probably a bit harshly a reputation of being somebody who flattered to deceive. And okay, he's not a Premier League real Premier League quality striker. Um, no. But you know, if 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 Storage was injured, and who, how many other strikers could you really call on who were getting regular Premier League games? Mm. <laughs> Which you know, go back to Welbeck. He's got a record of one goal every five games or something. Yeah, they'd have to dip into the under twenty ones and get a like, Berahino or something like that. Well, what's the worst? What's the worst is... that would happen if he did call him? Up? He has a shocker, and his confidence is crushed forever. That's okay. Base West Brom, so. <laughs> and he's and he's the next David Nugent, you know. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or Kevin Davis or somebody like that. He's still playing. Give him another call. James Beattie. 
Franny Jeffers. There you go. That's the. Is that the ultimate one? Fox and Fox. Jeff Thomas. There we go. They're going back now. Steve Ball. Steve Ball wasn't bad, was he? He was a pick from the third division, wasn't he? And he scored for England. Did he? Yeah, he he was when Wolves were in the third division. He think he's he went to the world. Did he go to the World Cup, Mark? He did nineteen ninety. They were in the second division. That's right. I think he I think he scored when they were in the second division. Not the yeah, third. he scored against Scotland, didn't he? Yeah, I could be I could be wrong, but um, funnily enough, I just researched something about Wolves the other day, and I think it I think he was in the second division at the time. Nineteen ninety, Emma, Wolves, Steve Ball. Nineteen ninety. <laughs> I was not even a twinkle in someone's eye at that point. <laughs> That's a stretch for me. I was only four. <laughs> six, sorry. But yeah, there's a stretch. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so are we inspired going into the game against Switzerland next week? After watching <laughs> that? No. Switzerland should be overwhelmingly favourites for that game. Yeah. You would have thought so, especially being at home. If England come out, yeah, if England come out away with a draw, that's a hell of a result for England. Yeah. I don't think you're far wrong there. I mean, that we, we'll talk about that later on when we do our predictions, but I think you're probably right. Um, Germany 2, Argentina 4. That was pretty good. Nice for uh, Angel Di Maria to get his good game of the season out of the way for a country rather than club. One goal, <laughs> three assists. They, they, they said it was World Cup revenge, but I don't think all the friendlies in the world can make up for losing the World Cup final, can they? No. No, Germany has still got their medals. Yeah, and that big trophy. Yeah. And they kind of rubbed the nose in it beforehand, didn't they, with the big ceremony? <laughs> Could have been you. Yeah, exactly. Well, that was all they needed to do, wasn't it? Just keep Di Maria fit and drop Messi, and um, they would have won that World Cup. <laughs> Higuain could stay on side, they might have won the World Cup. Yeah, or finish, yeah. Either yeah. would have been pretty good. Um, You mentioned Watford earlier on, didn't you, before we recorded, uh, Ross? They've got a new manager, Oscar Garcia. Yeah, it seems not one. He's... He's quite a fan of a resignation himself, but he's the new, the new Watford boss after Sunny. You know, is he? I think. Yeah, he wasn't doing uh, bad, was he? Second in the table. Mm. I mean, they destroyed us last weekend, but that's no great feat. Most clubs do, but it's. I don't know what. Apparently, there was pressure from the, the players and the board, all around. Second in the table. They all wanted him to go. Yeah, the players apparently didn't like the the, uh, the style of football they were playing. What do they not like winning? No, it's my fault. Winning 4-1 away at Leeds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's obviously more to that somewhere along the line, isn't there? Mm. It must be. Yeah. He's coming, he's, is he coming to Leeds, do you think? Uh, well, he's the. I think he's the second favourite in the bookies now, but there's some, there's been some odd movement in that market. Um, Carlos Quirez is uh, right up there in the running now. Yeah. Which, if he's on, I think, £3 million a year uh, in charge of Iran, he's not going to take Dave Hockaday's 90 grand a season, is he? <laughs> Funnily enough, I met Carlos Quiroz in Iran. Really? Yeah, because they were they were training the team at a hotel I was at. Uh-huh. Very very bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> Bloody shameless name drop for you, aren't you? <laughs> Get it in while I can. <laughs> well, the current favourite for Leeds jobs, Neil Redfern. I think uh, Massimo Chilino said he's going to keep the job for a few weeks anyway. Mm. But yeah, then Carlos Quiroz and then um, the former Watford boss. They're all kind of, I don't know, not very inspiring. Really? I like Neil Redfern. He used to join every team that got promoted, and when they got relegated the next season, he went and joined the next lot that came up. Yeah, he's been, he's been fantastic for the academy. In fact, he's brought for a lot of kids that are now pushing the first team and who are in, in the first team. But I just fear that if he gets given the job, then he gets sacked, then we lose that um, academy presence as well. Yeah. Basically, Chris, he did a reverse Kevin Phillips. 
<laughs> Indeed. So, hello. I'm mean, sorry, I was just coughing. Oh no, sorry. Everyone went very quiet then. Uh, there, there's, there's some odd names in the Leeds betting. Though. Who? I don't know if you can help me out who they are. Adrian Pennock. Pinnock. Uh, Pennock. Pillock. <laughs> don't know who he is. Dermot, Dermot Drummy. I'm going to Google these as you <laughs> mentioned. Are you are you looking at like the Paddy Power site and they're having a bit of a laugh? No, I'm on the Sky Bet. Uh, All right. So at the minute, yeah. What's what's, what's his odds then? Uh, Dermot Drummy is forty to one. Dermot Drummy currently. Terry Potter. Oh come on! Somebody is making this up. <laughs> Who is Terry Potter? Uh, well, Derek, Dermot Drummy is a football coach and the head coach of Chelsea. Not right. Okay. Or Chelsea youth team. Sorry, not Chelsea. Who right. did you say the one was? Uh, we've got Ad- Adrian Pennock. P e double n o c k. Uh, Forest Green. That's where your that's where your man came from. Huh? Gee, yeah, that's gone well before, isn't <laughs> it? Come on. <laughs> Who's your other one? Uh, Terry, Potter. Terry Potter. I can't find any Google results for him. <laughs> that's it. it is just somebody having a laugh, isn't it? Like Harry Google. Potter's brother or whatever. Yeah. If you can't find any Google results for him, then get on him. He will be the next manager. Um, te- no, Terry Potter isn't isn't bringing anything up. <laughs> I'm going to leave all this in, by the way. <laughs> Sonino must be a favourite. Zola? Have nobody thought of Zola? He's got a very bad history with uh, Chilino, apparently. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he's not the only one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sure there's quite well, a few. Zola was at Calgary, wasn't he? At the same time Chilino must have been. Yeah, I think he sacked him. Maybe more than once, probably. He got quite a, got through quite a few managers. Yeah, it's more. he's got through more managers than years he was there or something, wasn't he? Yeah, 35 and 22. It must be a point where you've got rid of all these managers, you've not had all that success, that maybe you think, well, is it all the managers or maybe am I firing them too much? <laughs> well, yeah, some of them have been in charge three times, I think, at Cagliari. Certain managers have been there three times. Because yeah. they never actually get fired, do they? So they get put on guard. That's they? right. And they just pull back. Yeah. That's typical Italian management style, though, isn't it? That you mm. know, I don't think there's many Italian clubs... Below, say, Milan, Juve, Inter, and these top two or three teams that don't go through two to three coaches a year and have done for donkey's years. Yeah, so it's maybe just be England that just sticks with managers, well, not really very long anymore, but mm. gives them a bit more time. What do you think? Anyone, anyone in the lower league, Emma, that um, maybe Chilean could take a punt on? Andy Orford, <laughs> doing a good job. No. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Afton, I... he's doing a great job. <laughs> He likes jobs. <laughs> he loves jobs. Um, it's I I do recognise what you said about when you were talking about the youth manager, the academy manager. That's mm. exactly what I thought when Orford took the job. That he's such a good presence within the club that if the same thing happens, like all the other hundreds, it feels like of managers we've had in the last few years, and he just goes, you've lost it all. But mm. Orford has obviously worked really well and has come through and is doing a really good job. But it is sort of a really thin line, I think, as to whether promoting someone from in the club works or not. And it is a hard one. I don't think you know until you've done it and it's either too late or it's worked. What's Eddie Gray doing these days? <laughs> Commentating or saying, you know, you know, Tom, quite a lot on um, Yorkshire Radio or Radio Yorkshire. He sounded like Colin then. <laughs> <laughs> 
some of the names, some of the names in that betting, you know, they sound like you know when you play Championship Manager, and after sort of twenty years or so, everybody <laughs> who ever existed, yeah, and then they just stick names together like uh, you know Osvaldo <laughs> John Jones and this kind of thing. They just sound like like made up names. Yeah, there are some names in there that I don't want. I want to keep well away from the club. Paul Ince, no, no, Ooh, nowhere mm. near, please. Gary Megson, nowhere near, please. Ooh. <laughs> Tim Sherwood, I don't want you. You're too arrogant. That, his, his relationship with Chilina would last maybe two or three days before it would dissolve to a fist fight. Maybe Chilina could do it himself. Well, th- this is what I think. Just you're already buying the players and you're picking the team. Basically, just just do it. Or do you at West Brom and hire a well-respected coach and just sort of get on with it? Yeah, well, there's quite a lot of talk of Steve Clark, but I've heard recently, or the last day or two, that you might have turned the job down, so. Malky Mackay. <laughs> if there's one club that would take Malky Mackay at the minute, it's certainly Lee. <laughs> right. Um, well, following on from that, then, we've got to the European qualifying fixtures next week, haven't we? So, we'll, this will be our predictions this week. Instead of the Premier League uh, predictions, we're going to do the. Home international teams, if you can all, well, we'll include Republic of Ireland as well. Barring a little bit of history, we're all the same. Controversial. Yeah. <laughs> My dad's at home chucking things now at this podcast. <laughs> um, so we'll do our usual predictions, but we'll do it with that. So I'll ask Emma and Mark and give their predictions, uh, and then they can tell me what they think. And when there's a draw, we'll get a point for each of them. And Ross, you can chip in with your thoughts as well. Certainly. Okay. Um, the points for last week will be available as and when I add them up. <laughs> which I've completely forgot about until this very moment in time now. Um, okay, so first of all, we've got Georgia Republic of Ireland. That's a tricky away one, isn't it? And this King, Cad- King Gladsy playing for Georgia still. <laughs> I was just thinking that. Yeah, Kitspire Kitspire over there kicking the living daylights yeah. out of um, advertising. Roy Keane. Yeah, Kitsy. Who's winning a fight between Kitspire and Roy Keane? <laughs> Everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> the world would end. There'd just be sort of destruction and them two left. <laughs> like at the end of Power Rangers or something. Um, yeah, I mean, there's not many household names there, is there? But it's one of those horrible places to go where crappy stadium, awful hotel and all that sort of thing. And I might be being incredibly racist here, but, you know, you're just not the sort of... Talk about Ireland. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, I, I, was there, I was there recently. It's not as bad as you're, <laughs> as you're making out. <laughs> Horses everywhere. <laughs> Dead lying on the streets. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not quite that bad in the capital. What it's like out in the country, I couldn't oh, tell you. Well, they were at war not long ago. Yeah, true. Okay, so how do you, how do you think uh, it's going to go then? I think Ireland will probably just squeak it. Think? Well, they beat they beat yeah. Amman, didn't they? The might of Amman. I'll have Z Z and go. I did think that. I didn't see him, unfortunately. Mm. Go on, I'll go for the Republic. All right, okay, okay, Emma. I'm gonna go for a draw. Are you? Yes. Right. Well, I still think Georgia might be some kind of third world back country, so I'm gonna go for them to to win. <laughs> Have we got many Georgian listeners, Ross? I'll just check on the status. <laughs> <thing. laughs> <laughs> it's got to be an island win, isn't it? You think? Do you think? I don't know. They haven't got much these days. Probably Keenstead in the team. Though, yeah, so. Aaron McLean's out as well. I don't know what, <laughs> I don't know what that means, <laughs> but he's <not> there. <laughs> They've got uh, they've got super Seamus Coleman in the team. Come on, twelve million pounds Shane Long as well. Yeah. Super Seamus Coleman is now my um, new hero after with Diego Costa last week. 
Seamus <laughs> Coleman is free to come round my house and marry me sister anything he likes. You live with your sister? I love him. No, but I can... <laughs> I, can marry, I can marry her off, no problem. <laughs> like in Game of Thrones. Yeah, why not? I There's love a him. decent Everton contingent in there. McCarthy's there, Gibson, McGeady. Yeah, only one of which is was born in the Republic of Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> McGeady, is there? No, Coleman. Oh. Yeah, McGeady's Scottish, McCarthy's Scottish, <laughs> Gibson's from Northern Ireland. Well, it's like Jack Charlton all over again, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Germany, Scotland. Somebody make a case for Scotland. <laughs> Ross McCormack isn't in the squad. £11 million striker. You need James McFadden again, one of them 40-yard volleys. They've been proved a bit under Strachan, but not enough to trouble Jehovah. Well, he's a very incisive man, is Gordon Strachan. He said today that Germany would improve from their performance yesterday. <laughs> well, yeah, they're playing Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> next, Almost certainly. Next yeah. week we'll be saying bear shit in woods, but you know. <laughs> uh, I Yeah, go on. Let's make, let's make a case of Scotland. Germany have had a, a the bad result yesterday. Uh, they'll be a little bit tired and they've already won the World Cup so why be bothered with anything else Scotland will trounce in and then catch them unawares and then you woke up and then up. I woke up alright I'm going to go for Germany yeah same here yeah me too 8-0 8-0 right okay I'm going to write that next to the <laughs> Ross says 8-0 okay Colin will give you a fridge magnet if that's 8-0 <laughs> I've got so if... many already <laughs> If if we were taking a punt like like the guys do on the on the Sunday show, I would take a punt on Scotland to score first. Would you? Yeah, no, maybe. It's a, a, no, it's in Scotland, in Germany, but like a surprise, like a surprise goal from a corner or a free kick, and then Germany to come and blast them five yeah, one. But just goal. just like an interesting pound, you know, to for for a decent odds, Scotland to score the first. Go on, well, I'm going to go for a Thomas Muller hat trick then. I like that. I love Thomas. I love Thomas Muller to bits. You just can't have enough yeah, of them. Play. Yeah. Go on, then, you got some kind of wacky prediction for us. You've gone for a Germany win. What, what do you think? Let's give us another odd prediction. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be an odd game. I think it's going to go exactly as the script would suggest. Yeah. I think <clears throat> Germany are going to come out and hammer them. Go on, give us a scoreline. 6-1. 6-1. Yeah. Right, okay, I'm going to put 6-1 next to you. Okay, next game we've got is Hungary-Northern Ireland. Uh, again, I've probably got a very racist mid-90s view of an old Eastern Bloc country, but I can imagine it's probably not the best of places to go. Um, Have you I been there? spent... I I drove through it by accident and I was there for half an you hour. Drove through Hungary by accident. Yeah, well, there's a there's a border crossing that goes from Slovakia to Austria, and if you take the wrong turn, you go you don't go directly to Austria from Slovakia. You go through Hungary to get there, but it's like five or ten miles of Hungary, and then you're in Austria through a different thing. So the the fields they all look the same. So I'd love the fact that you can accidentally drive into a country. Yeah, yeah, I've done it. Um, Emma, have you ever accidentally driven into another country? 
No, we did go on holiday to eastern France and I did just go to Germany to use the toilet in McDonald's and then left again. You you, you did your business in Germany. Germany is the toilet of Europe. <laughs> and then went back into France, yeah. So it's the Germans this week. So, you know, you, you got Norwich last season. It was, no, it was last week. I've and got now, nothing against the toilet. And now you travel to Germany to, <laughs> to do toilet. I was, on, I was in a border town. It was just the nearest McDonald's happened to be in Germany. I don't know. Travelling to another country just <laughs> for that purpose <laughs> says, a, it says a lot for your contempt for <laughs> the Germans. I thought you were a lady. I was. I didn't. You know, it was a toilet, it was China, it was lovely. Honestly, it was filth. Okay, so, <laughs> um, can anybody see anything other than a hungry win or a Northern Ireland win? What do, what do we think? No idea how good hungry are, but I know Northern Ireland are pretty ropey, so I'll go for hungry. Salton gear is all I can think about hungry. Friend Pushkas, I think he's dead, isn't he? So he won't count. Yeah. Uh, so Zoltan Gear is the only other Hungarian footballer I can think of. Let's go for them. Let's go for the her, her Hungarians. Oh, you're going to have hungry. I'm going to give a hungry. I don't know. I mean, Northern Ireland haven't done that bad, have they? Is it Michael O'Neill that's their manager? He's not done that that badly with them, has he? I think the I can't remember if it's home or away. It's, um, in it's in Hungary. No, what I was going to say is they've got a shocking record, but I can't remember if it's at home or away where. They've lost some, you know, they've got a terrible recent record. and I th- It's probably at home as well, but if it's away, then, you know, I'll give me even less chance. But that's that's just assuming that Hungary are only an average team. Yeah. Um, I follow the Hungarian football person on Twitter, and they're always incredibly pessimistic uh, about their team's chances. So I'm going to go for a draw. I'll be different then and I'll go for Northern Ireland. You're going to go for Northern Ireland, wouldn't you? Yeah. Mm, okay. Monday, the big one. England versus, or Switzerland versus England. I'm really worried about this one. You think that the team that they've got, they're not a bad Balkan team, Switzerland, are they? Mm. Yeah. Typical Swiss names in the lineup, eh? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, well, um, they did all right at the World Cup. You know, they came up against they were they were a minute or whatever it was from taking Argentina to penalties. So, yeah. and and they gradually sort of got a little bit better as the tournament went on, didn't they? When um, Shakiri started, you know, coming coming good. Um, I I think they're a better team than us than England, and I'd be I'd be surprised if they didn't win. Are they playing at the Wankdorf Stadium? Let's hope so. <laughs> the best thing about when explicit, explicit podcast. I know. Well, sorry. The best thing about when they played there before is that the commentator to get calling it the Vankdorf or the Vankdorf. Well, it's a va- yeah. Strictly speaking, it is Vankdorf. Yeah. Does, does anybody know the Austrian ski jumper Andreas Wank? Yes. Vank. He used to be listed on Wikipedia as uh, that was his name with his middle name Crafty. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, even pronounced it properly, it's still Vanka. Yeah, well, it's a bit of a lol, isn't it? But then you never know. Godfrey might mean something in um, in Austrian. Legend. 
<laughs> you know, it could, it could well. <laughs> it's a spe- specific dialect of a specific part of Austria, perhaps. Yeah, is that what it is? <laughs> yeah. Um, I think we'd be very lucky to get away with a the draw there, I think. I think we'll lose. I think Switzerland. Yeah, I think Switzerland as well. What do you think, Emma? Um... No, I have to go Switzerland. You're going to Switzerland as well. Okay. And lastly, uh, Andorra versus Wales on Tuesday, which I don't think ITV is showing. I think ITV is showing in Holland, I think, aren't they? Andorra v Wales. Andorra v Wales. Battle of the Giants. (laughs) Wales might just sneak it 1 0. Do you think? That's almost a home game for Gareth Bale. I will go for... I don't know anything about Andorra. It's a tiny little country between France and Spain in the Pyrenees. We went there a couple of years ago, didn't we? And we it was 0-0 at half-time. And as England walked off the pitch, the England fans gave what for to Rio Ferdinand and everybody. Do you remember that? Yeah. Quite rightly as well. They were garbage. We were. We were awful. And then we won 3-0, I think, didn't we? Uh, yeah, and I think we were lucky to get three. Were yeah, we? I think you're right. That was a... I thought you went you and Emma when you said we went there. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was saying when we went there. I was like, Did we? <laughs> I must have missed that one. Maybe you just nipped over the border for a quick wee, Emma. Emma's <laughs> 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 um, toilet tour of Europe. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favourite country you've been to the toilet in, Emma? I don't have a favourite. They're all very similar. As long as well, don't Everyone has a favourite. Use a hole. <laughs> they're not fun. <laughs> no, I can imagine they're not. Actually, the worst place I went to the toilet was Harrogate this year for the Tour de France. That was <laughs> awful. It was absolutely terrible. It was worse than Glastonbury. Wow. Uh, I, went to, I once went to a toilet in Canada in the mountains where... It was like a proper toilet. It was a cubicle, like a portaloo, and it had a proper plastic toilet with a seat and everything else. But you opened it, and it literally—it was just a hole in the ground. That it was. It was just—it was just a wooden cabin that had been there to disguise a hole in the ground. Was it off the edge of a mountain? Did whatever you do land sort of three thousand feet below? No, no, it was in like a car park of a of a national park type area. Mm. You know, yeah. the glamorous life you lead, man. Japanese toilets have got remote controls and buttons on the side and they heat the seat and tilt it and all that kind of stuff. Can they make them too hot, then? You get a Peter Schmeichel sure Nicky Je- Butt incident. <laughs> I'm sure the Japanese have thought of all these things. Yeah, they're very thorough, aren't they? Um, Andorra Wales, then. Has anybody <laughs> seen anything other than a Welsh win? No. No. Bale and Ramsey. That's enough to overcome a lot of teams, I think, on their own. Uh, were they both be playing? Were they, or are they? Because Ryan, Ryan Giggs, in twenty-three years of professional football, only got sixty odd Wales caps, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I'd assume these two would play though, or one of the two, and even one of the two should be enough for Wales to overcome Andorra. Yeah, on his own, on their own. I'm going to go for Wales. Mm. You guys? Yeah, Wales. Yeah, Wales. Okay, that's that done. Right, well, has anybody got anything they'd like to add or uh, mention or talk about that we missed this week? Make sure you check out Marion on the Post website. There's loads of stuff going up there. Go on, what's, what's going up on there? Uh, there's a new article just gone up by a new writer, Colin Render, at Colin Render on Twitter, um, about Alan Shearer and Is He Right? Which 
Is that what? I think we can all assume no. But... He doesn't say he's that a one-word article. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, he has got six or seven paragraphs out okay, of this. Okay, right about what? Um, the being there being seven safe teams and then thirteen other teams that could possibly be relegated this season. Oh right, okay. He said that on the first match of the, of the season. Mm. Did he? Mm. Right, okay. I think he is right to be honest. I, yeah, I think he possibly could be. I don't want to say. I'd say it's probably a bit more than seven that are safe, but there's definitely at least ten that could probably go down. Depends where he's put in Man United, doesn't it? Really? <laughs> you can never tell. With these yeah, they, they <laughs> might be one of them. Okay, so that's on that's on there, is it? And when when's the next Sunday podcast? Uh, a week, um, a week this Sunday. We're not doing one this week because well, NFL starts and uh, it's international week, so no one, no one but Colin is interested in doing one. So <laughs> just talk there a man's mad monologue, uh, monologue, uh, monologue. <laughs> yeah, just one big long stream of consciousness. I might put it on a live stream and just let Colin talk <laughs> into the ether for a bit. Fair enough. Uh, and then football pink white we can still get as well, can't we? Yep, certainly, yeah. Just go to the website, footballpink.net. There are still print copies available, and there's other ways that you can get hold of all issues, one to five. Just go on the website and have a look. Okay, okay. Emma, anything you've got going on? No. Excellent. (laughs) (laughs) Why pressure yourself? Okay, well, that brings us to the end of this week's uh, Man on the Post Extra Time. Thank you ever so much for listening. I was very grateful. I'm Chris, and um, I'd like to say goodbye. Ross, what's your Twitter feed? handle uh you can follow me on twitter at uh, well man of the post obviously at man of the post for the main account and also at ross bell 1984 to hear my random ramblings about all sorts of nonsense yes. uh you also do other podcasts as well don't you yeah uh ready player two a video game one and that's every other week and then i do um, an occasional wrestling one and an occasional movie one but they're kind of on hiatus currently so just Ready Player 2, check that out. ReadyPlayer2.co.uk. Right, okay, that's that one. Uh, goodbye to Emma. So if we'd like to follow you, what can we? how do we follow you on Twitter? Uh, at mwebs. At mwebs, okay, for your toilet adventures. And Mark? <laughs> at the football pink. At the football pink. Excellent. Well, thank you ever so much, everybody, for downloading and listening. So you can, don't, remember, you can, don't forget, you can check out the... Um, uh, the manandthepost.com website. You can also rate and review us on iTunes. Any five-star reviews will get one of uh, the many, many fridge magnets that Colin has to lug around with when his house moves yeah. and everything. Please do. We've got so many. Yeah, please review us. Uh, they do exist as well. I've got, I've got three of them. Just tweet us and say, I want a magnet, and we'll send okay, you one. Okay, tweet at Man on the Post and say why, why you should deserve to have a fridge magnet sent to you. Yes. We don't just send these out to anybody. Okay. <laughs> we really do. <laughs> Tell us what countries you've had uh, a pleasant, <laughs> pleasant toilet experience in to earn a fridge magnet. There you go. There you go. Where's the best toilet country to go to the toilet in? Tweet us. Tweet at Man on the Post. We'll send you a magnet. Stick on your own system. Okay. Uh, you never tell people what your Twitter account is. Yeah, there's a reason. Um, I'm at, okay. <laughs> I'm at all that slime. Yeah, exactly. So. I'm at C Armband. If you wish to follow me, God knows why. Um, but thank you ever so much for listening and always remember to keep your man on the post
And now for some hilarious bloopers. Let's enjoy. Do you know, yeah, I, I, keep, I keep wanting to do that every single time, but I know Chris will end up catching me. He, <laughs> he missed out that one time I did the Girl from Ipanina lift music when Emma disappeared on <laughs> I was furiously trying to press the record button. Something had happened. I think I'd stopped it because Emma yeah. disappeared somewhere for a minute. And, uh, yeah. Well, I saw um, I saw Colin, uh, Colin when he did his on on Twitter when he did his um, ice bucket challenge and had his lead shirt on. Yeah. And I, I, and the, I, I was going to tweet him back. That's the first time I've ever seen anybody in a lead shirt take a bath. <laughs> That's great banter. It really is. I'm clapping now. Really, really, slowly. Chortle, chortle. Someone should put this guy on the stage, or perhaps BBC Three. Hello, good evening, and welcome to... And, oh, fuck's sake. The highlight of my day was um, not getting a job interview and the shit in the bath. They were the two best things that happened to me today. <laughs>